Welcome to Oxtail Gravy. gravy this is jay president and beside me sipping on her ciroc and five alive is th plus size model why don't you go by your real name (laughs) th plus size model (laughs) um hey everyone thanks for tuning back in it's been a few weeks i feel like i say this at the beginning of every show you do you do why don't you just say welcome back Welcome back. This is the Christmas Eve um, holiday extravaganza. (laughs) So I hope you've been sipping on your eggnog or your sorrel if you're of Caribbean descent. Of course, or sipping on your Ciroc like I am, or your eggnog and white rum. I've been having that pretty much every night this week. You've done off the Baileys. Well... So I've rediscovered Bailey's and milk, the joy of it. And I've been having sweet dreams for pretty much the last four days. Tonight, it's the Ciroc and the Five Alive that's going to do it for me. Absolutely. I'm just chill, guys. I'm finally getting to relax and really just get into the Christmas mode. It's been a hectic, it's been a hectic week for you, hasn't it? Yeah. Like, I don't know why I always seem... Actually, no. Last year, I did Christmas shopping about a month ahead of time, so it was good. Mm-hmm. This year, I literally did Christmas shopping two days ago. Two, three days ago. And you are so smart to do it. Like, I've, I'm used to the hustle and waiting till the last minute to do the holiday shopping, running through Yorkdale, running through Eaton Center. But I'm so glad this year I don't have to take part in any of that foolishness. So if you had to, if you're out there now, (laughs) while we were recording this and you're listening to it later, um, thank you for surviving and for making it through, (laughs) for being here. It's almost like you got to fight. So when you're going into these places, especially Christmas Eve or a couple days through Christmas, for me, it's not even inside the stores. It's in the parking lots. That's where the wars begin. The people who, well, in general, they're not considerate. Toronto people don't care. They want to get the closest parking spot to the mall or the plaza or the store. They want to get in and get out. So no matter how long you've been waiting and cruising like a predator, (laughs) waiting for people to come out the mall, following them, lurking behind them in your car, flashing your high beams to let them know to hurry up, um... It's always a headache in the parking lot, even before you get in the store. Yeah, I definitely think this is the highest accident time. Because I've seen so many people in the parking lot just not allowing people in, you know, cutting people off. There's so many people trying to get out of the lane or the parking. It's just crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. It is crazy, but we didn't have to deal with any of that. I did. Um, Yeah, you did. You did. I didn't. Um, if you follow me, you know that I did 
all of my shopping on Amazon.ca. This is another free promotion for them. If they want to promote the podcast, <laughs> greatly appreciate it. They did a phenomenal job getting all the items that I needed shipped to my house free of charge in time for Christmas. So all I have to do when we're done here is wrap those bad boys up. Awesome. I mean, for me, I hate wrapping. I'm more like putting everything in gift bags. But this year I did take the time. And I did rock. Yes, you did. So on this episode, we have nothing to talk about. (laughs) Specifically, Mm -mm. in general, there's a lot that we could talk about. This has been one of the busiest, most expensive years of my life. (laughs) Um, It is it was officially year one (laughs) of being married. And... It was a learning experience from start to finish. I'm, I'm glad the year is over, and I'm looking forward to an amazing 2017. Absolutely. I mean, again, it's the, it's our Christmas special, so we're not going to bug you guys with any topics. But definitely, I would say 2016 has been, for me, a year of travel. Yes. <laughs> Lots of traveling. A whole lot. Oh. How, how many places did you go this year? Really? You're going to put me on the spot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been to New York twice. Bam. I've been to... Once Me- for business, once for pleasure. Yes. I've been to this year Mexico once. Bam. Cuba. Bam. Atlanta. Bam. And there's somewhere else, but I don't remember right now. See, shout out to Mike... And Shamim. Um, I won't say their last names. They know who they are if they listen to the show. I know Mike does. Um, we went to Muskoka. Mm. And we went to yes. an amazing wedding in Muskoka. That was yes. one of my highlights of the year. Um, we stayed in a very tight cabin. Definitely not as nice as the bride and the groom, (laughs) but... It was absolutely fun, though. It was fun. I I had a great time while we were there, um, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. So that was one of the trips that I definitely enjoyed. Me too. Actually, sorry, I forgot to add Muskoka. So yeah, definitely one of the experiences. I've never had to experience anything like that, like a real cottage or real, you know kind of outing like that and it was my first yeah um probably my last but um <laughs> it was a great experience experience it. look i'm i'm a city boy 100 percent. i don't know how long i could last out on a cottage um, unless we have some of the amenities like electricity cable um wi-fi um, <laughs> things like that if you want to disconnect and you want to get away from everything, then that's a great spot, and I would encourage you to do it. Um, I learned a lot of things this year. One of the things that I learned this year is that people will walk and run for miles to find Pokemon. Oh, yes. They will stand up outside and brawl for the latest Jordans. Absolutely. But if you ask people to get out and vote, they can do it. Right? They don't have time to do it. 
they don't like the candidates. Again, we won't get too deep into politics, but in 2017, no matter what country you're in, no matter what you're doing or where you're from, let's get our priorities in order, please. And definitely for all of our listeners in the U.S., definitely somebody, please, please reach out to your president-elect, soon-to-be president of the United States, social media handlers, and yes. tell them to stop having these Twitter fingers. Get them off the internet. <laughs> Just off, all together. Just have someone handle his Twitter, his Facebook, and have them. Whatever he wants to say, you take that and you put it in the most least offensive way possible because he is going to get not only himself but your whole country in trouble and we don't want that because we're your neighbors next door and when there's a ruckus going on in your lawn it spills out into our yard and we don't want that absolutely like i mean guys that's one thing i learned i did not i wasn't going to really look into politics but this year really got me i guess more involved it did um one thing that my wife encouraged me to get involved in and I encourage you guys to get involved in it too pay attention to your finances pay attention to your credit take it seriously focus on it because it can impact you in positive and negative ways hey it's not something that you're taught in school (laughs) unfortunately you don't realize the impact of it until you get that credit card and you run it up or until you take out those loans and you can't pay them back. For some people, it started in college. For others, it affected them with their parents putting stuff in their name. (laughs) Get to know your credit status and let your kids know how important it is that they know their credit and they take care of it. Right. Like for me, I think, again, I'm a little bit anal, but... I'm one of those ones who actually have a membership with Equifax, which gives me alerts yes. monthly Yes. if my credit has decreased in points or has increased. And it gives me a chance to, if I take out any new credit or I've done anything, to actually monitor and to see who's inquiring on my credit or doing soft or hard hits on my credit. I encourage everybody, if you don't have to do the monthly membership, um, but maybe twice a year to actually get your credit um, report and print it out and review it to see 100%. what's on there. Yes. Look into it. It's It'll only be to your benefit. The more you know, the better off you'll be. Another thing that I learned this year, for those who are married, for those who are in a relationship, whether you're a celebrity or you're just nine to five people, the public doesn't care about your relationship as far as the quality of it as far as how happy you guys are they don't care they care about news and events when there aren't any to speak of they don't care about the day-to-day whether it is brad and angelina whether it's kanye and kim whether it's their in-laws rob and china Whether it's me and TH plus size model. People are only looking for drama. And when there isn't drama, they don't care about the other details. 
So whatever is going on in your relationship, handle it in the relationship. Do not fight in the court of public opinion. It is pointless and it doesn't help any of you. Absolutely, guys. And, you know, there's a difference being insta-famous. Yes. Okay. And being you. Yes. Um, I've seen a lot of people this year who have become insta-famous, you know, have, you know, 10,000 you know, 20,000, 50,000, 80,000, 100,000 followers, you know, but don't even know themselves. Right. So, I mean, perception, like I say it all the time, is everything. And people always think what they see is what they get. Mm -hmm. And just because you think that you're famous because you have all these followers. You're not. You're not. Nobody gives a shit. Not at all. They don't care. Because guess what? Those 100,000, 80,000, 50,000, 40,000, 10,000 people, are they the ones who are going to help you out when something's wrong? No, they're not. Are those the ones who are going to drive you to the hospital if you got sick? Absolutely not. All right. I want you guys to do this scientific experiment. On January 1st, I want you to ask each of your followers to donate $1 to you. (laughs) On January 31st, I want you to post the results of this donation request and let me know how many came through for you. I promise you, if you have more than $20, I will be surprised. The point is, understand those who are there for you because they want to be there for you as a friend and understand those who see your life as their source of entertainment. Right, and people who continue to sit there and watch people, quote-unquote, through the back door. Yes. Please, stop. If you want to be in somebody's life... Be in their life. Be in their life. Like, be there. Yeah, don't don't be watching through the back door. You know? <laughs> this just sounds disgusting. <laughs> I know. This just sounds nasty the way That's how it, it is. Yeah. Or, you're, or you're creeping, or you're preying. Brethren, let me just remind y'all, Snapchat... Insta video, all those things, people can see if you're watching. Yes, they can. Okay? Absolutely. So, we see you. Yes. Just remember that. Absolutely. All right. My next piece of advice, something that I learned this year, just to piggyback off of what the plus size model was saying, when you do have someone who is in your life for the positive reasons, for the best reasons. Acknowledge them. Appreciate them. Shout them out. Whether it's going to be embarrassing to them or not, let them know exactly how they feel about you. Today, for example, was my father's birthday. And Christmas Eve. So we went there to go celebrate his birthday and to give him some gifts. And when he told me how old he was, it just struck a nerve in me because I realized that I'm lucky that he's still here because there are fathers, friends of mine whose dads have long passed 20 years younger than him, 30 years younger. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys grew up watching Growing Pains. You probably didn't, but you probably know who Robin Thicke is. His father, Alan Thicke, a Canadian, 
passed away at 69 of, I think it was a massive heart attack. It was something with his arteries, something with his heart. And my dad is close to close to 15 years older than him. So it's just one of those examples of the people who you take for granted, who you care about, their family or their friends. You don't call them all the time. You don't text them all the time. Sometimes people feel like they're out of sight, out of mind, and you don't care. Mm -hmm. Send a text. Call them. It sounds cheesy. It sounds very mushy and sentimental, but it means a lot to them. And you never know what they might be going through at the time that you shout them out. So take a moment. It only takes a second, and it could mean a lot. Right. And just appreciate those people who are genuinely in your life because they want to be in your life. The little things like, you know, FaceTiming, texting, giving that call, or even showing up anonymously, it does make a difference. And those people who are special to you will appreciate that. Absolutely. So right now we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to finish off this Five Alive and Ciroc, and we'll come back to wrap up this very brief, much briefer than normal, Christmas Eve edition of Oxtail Gravy. This is Jay President, along with the Plus Size Model, and we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Oxtail Gravy. Um, right now, <laughs> the plus size model is going to allow me to debut my segment of the show, of the show which we'll call Fucking Sports. <laughs> so, this was a banner year in fucking sports. Let me tell you guys something. This summer was the most amazing spring and summer for the Toronto Raptors. Not only did we get out of the first round, we also beat the Miami Heat in the second round, and we took LeBron James to six games in the Eastern Conference Finals. When I say that this team took over the city in a way that I only thought the Maple Leafs could do, it was amazing and phenomenal. I even got my wife caught up to a little degree, a little bit, into Raptor Mania. My daughter got caught up into Raptor Mania. I remember one game where I sat here watching the game. My wife was on the couch sleeping. And that was the game where they were losing to Indiana. And it looks like, oh my goodness, they're going to lose the series. All of a sudden, they got a couple turnovers. Powell ran down the court with a big dunk. The ACC went crazy. I went crazy in my house. It was phenomenal. I ran to the washroom. I peed. It was a great moment. The Raptors pushed the city and the fans farther than we thought they could take it. And I just want to give them some love and respect that they deserved, that they earned. They gave us a phenomenal ride, and we will never forget it. Right now, as we speak, the Dallas Cowboys are 12-2. and two. Why is that a big deal? I'll tell you, because the Cowboys have been crap for at least the last maybe 10 years. I'm a very superstitious person, as my wife will tell you. Whenever the Dallas Cowboys are playing, she will find me sitting on the couch where I'm at now with my Cowboys jersey on, usually a Tony Romo. So earlier this football season, I was doing laundry on a Sunday 
and I was looking for my white um, Des Bryant jersey. And I just couldn't find it. I looked in every bedroom, asked my daughter, wife. Nobody could find it. The Cowboys lost the first game of the year. I was so upset and bothered. I thought that it was me. The second game of the year now, for whatever reason, I didn't get, I didn't have time to put on my Tony Romo jersey. But what happened? The Cowboys won. Then they won again. Then they won again. Then they won 11 straight games. What does that mean? That means that now at 12 and 2, I will not wear another Dallas Cowboys jersey until they win the Super Bowl. Yes, I'm that suspicious. Um, yes, I'm that superstitious. Yes, I am that nervous about this team. I don't care what you think about it. I don't care what she thinks. I want the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. That is the sports rap. We won't even get, even get into the Blue Jays. They disappointed in the playoffs. Nobody cares about the Leafs. I don't care about how your team is doing in your city. The sports rap will be all about Toronto sports. And now, back to our show. All right. So, we got some listener letters. It's not even a listener letter. It was a comment on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, questions and comments about topics for the show so we received a question from uh it was from uh queen pen riri yes and the question was how soon do you introduce your child to somebody who you're dating this is an interesting topic um because you and i have um opposite experiences in this So we could speak from both perspectives. Um, As the mother, I'll let you speak first. Um, What has been your experience in regards to this? Well, for me in particular, when I was dating, um, I never introduced my daughter to anybody. I kind of was just one of those things that, nope, 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 nope. I don't think I'm ready to introduce her to anybody. I never put her pictures on social media. I never did any of that. Um, I was strictly just, you know, that's my private life. Absolutely. Maybe I felt that way because I wasn't ready at that point to settle down with anybody. Right. That's why I didn't give them the opportunity to meet her or even meet my family. Right. Um, With me, I've always been that person. I don't really bring people to even my house. Right. Uh, too much because that's my <laughs> private setting. Okay. Um, but you, you also don't want to. You also don't want them to see how well you're living. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here's the thing. Um, being at the age that I am now, I think it all depends on where you are in your life, right. how old you are, mm-hmm. um, you know, the situations that you're in, things like that, and the type of relationship you're with in that person if, if it's just a fuck boy why would you introduce them to your child no absolutely not but okay but what if um so so, so you're calling him a fuck boy let's let's call him a casual partner okay um what if this casual partner wants to give gifts to your child absolutely he can give me the gifts and i can give it to my child and would you tell the child who the gifts are from absolutely mommy's friend gave you a gift Okay, that's fair. That's fair. They're going to hold the label of friend 
um, until it becomes more serious. Absolutely. Now, that being said, if it's somebody who you are interested in and you see a potential future with that person, don't wait. Right. Um, I feel like if it's of importance to you and you want that person to see everything of you, that's when you let that person in your life to see all of you, to see the kind of mother that you are, the kind of wife that you'll be, you know, as well as the partner that you've been to them. So, I mean, I think with you and I, I think I introduced um, our daughter, like, what, maybe six months in? Yeah, I'm going to say about six months. That sounds about right. About six months in. Um, I introduced her, and it was very casual first. You know what I mean? Here and yeah. there. But, I mean, I think if you're interested and the person you see a long-term future, right away, within the first couple months, yeah. you know, you don't need to be an overkill and have your child with that, you guys every two minutes. But, you know, a casual, you know, maybe doing something fun, outing, you know, yeah. maybe like a movie or like dinner, maybe to a theme park or something of that nature. All positive experiences. Um, I'm going to speak from the guy's perspective. And you have to be honest with yourself and honest with the person that you're dating in regards to where you think this is going. If you know, for example, that this is just physical and it's not going to go any farther than that, then you really shouldn't be pushing the envelope in regards to when can I see your child and you want to spend time with the child. Because kids can be very impressionable and they can also develop bonds fairly quickly. And it's difficult for the parent afterwards, if the relationship doesn't work out, to explain why you're no longer going to be a part of that child's life. So even though that child's not your responsibility and you feel as though it's all about you, If you're going to be a responsible adult, you do have to take that into account. Um, The second thing that I'm going to say is, if you are going to meet someone's child for the first time, do not buy (laughs) their love or try to buy their affection. Um, I I don't feel like bringing them gifts is a good idea. I don't feel like giving them money early on is a good idea. I feel like meeting them um, on a neutral ground or somewhere where the child is going to be comfortable and they're doing something that they love doing, that's probably the easiest way to integrate someone new into the kid's life. Bringing that person to their house, like it could be threatening and it could be intimidating. I haven't had to experience that as a child, but if I was... I would be very uncomfortable with it, and I I wouldn't want my mom or my dad to do that. Well, you know what? Another thing, too, is it's kind of different because I found with women how we introduce our children to our partners is way different. I find that men who have children who are dating somebody, they don't do it. No. No. They -hmm. don't do it. If they have children and they're dating somebody, it's not till you get that call from the baby mother. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) (laughs) is when... You really find out, hey, you know, I guess we're going to meet your daughter. Or, you know, you're getting that text from an ex-girlfriend about when are you going to pick up your kid? But I don't understand why men find it so difficult to introduce their children to women when dating somebody. Well, here's what it is. I think that as men, 
we are not as eager um, to integrate our children into our dating lives and make that into a family. Um, we're we're more comfortable with having those separate. Like my my responsibilities as a father and my I guess responsibilities as a partner and as a boyfriend, they don't need to integrate until it's time for them to integrate. Sometimes I feel as though women want to fast forward the relationship and okay now we're boyfriend and girlfriend i want to fast forward us right to this nuclear family um as soon as possible without letting it happen organically or happen naturally um but wouldn't you want to see the person who you potentially might be with long-term interaction with your child because maybe that interaction with you know, the person you're dating might be awesome. She might be perfect. She might be, you know, just out of this world. But then when it comes to interacting with your kid, she's awful. Yes, and you do want to find that out uh, as early as, as possible. But at the same time, I might not be sure about us. And I think maybe when it comes to dating, it takes men a little bit longer to figure out that we want to be with this person long term versus a woman. Like I've heard the phrase and you could tell me if I'm wrong, that a woman can tell if she's going to sleep with a man in what, a minute, Uh, 30 seconds, whatever it is like. I don't believe that. I, I do believe when you I think with anybody in general, when dating somebody or they have an attraction to somebody, they automatically think about, you know, sleeping with them because they're physically attracted to them. Right. Right? Um, On that note, I think you guys should take a little bit longer. Really? Yeah, I do. I do. And that's, it's not just based off me. It's based off you guys' own stories about your past and about the fuckboys who was your former boyfriend. Um, maybe if you waited about 10 or 15 minutes longer, you wouldn't have made that mistake. I'm just saying. Because the thing is... I don't know if it's just a bragging thing because women like to brag. Oh, I just knew. And in the first three seconds, I just knew he was going to be the one. And I knew I was going to sleep with him. Maybe you should have waited 10 minutes. But that's not necessarily like you're taking that from, you know, that's not the majority of women. Of course not. Of as course women, not. I think as people in general, if you want to sleep with somebody uh, the first time, that's your problem. You sleep mm-hmm. with them. But um, I, I, I think the misconception is that Y'all think that enough women sleep with men on the first time they meet them. That's not true. I think it depends on the vibe of the person that you're having with them. All those kind of things can determine if you sleep with them the first time you guys go on a date. No, no, no. What I'm saying is we've always gotten the impression that women already knew that they wanted to or that they would sleep with that person. They knew it right off the bat within that a ridiculously short length of time. Yeah. Now, when it actually goes down, it might not go down for another week or month, whatever, but they always act as though they knew. No. And I think what I'm saying is that in relation to kids, we don't know, and even if we do know, we're probably more likely to take it cautiously and take it slowly. Y'all take forever. But I think with women, <laughs> y'all take forever. It's like, it's not until like... No, it's... Look, man... You'll have people who, when you meet someone, right, Mm -hmm. Um, even if you're the same age, sometimes where that person is at in terms of, let's say the relationship is a scale. Dating is a scale going from one to ten. You might meet someone who is at six. Meanwhile, you're at eight. 
10 would be marriage. So you meet that person, you're ready to get married next year. This person isn't ready to get married for the next two years. So you guys just aren't, as the pastor would say, equally yoked at that time period. It doesn't mean that he's taking too long or he's dragging his feet. But based off his experiences and how he's dated and what he's gone through, he's only at six. You, meanwhile, have been engaged three times. Um, you've already been through all this relationship turmoil. All your friends are engaged and married. So you're at nine. You're already at the church steeple with the dress and the ring on hold, ready to do it. He And he might not be. Here's the thing, though. There's been so many instances I can personally say myself that... <laughs> I've dated people who I think we could have back then, well, you know, my perception was we could have been an awesome couple. Okay. Um, but they weren't ready to take those steps. And the thing is, sometimes when you wait, you know, you might be losing that good thing. Right. You know what I mean? So that person might be at eight and you might be at six, but she was great for you. And now you're left in a situation that you just lost that person because of the fact that, you know, you didn't explore it more when you had the opportunity to. I feel that men, they they work totally slow. You guys are slow. Slow, slow, slow. Yeah. But at the... Okay. So I'm willing to accept the fact that in relationships will move slower in regards to commitment in regards to sex will probably move pretty quickly but in regards to the actual commitment to the relationship will probably take longer now let me ask you or not just ask you mm-hmm. but whoever is listening think about the number of men that you know that complain either about the person that they're with or the person that they used to be with are it we're less likely to complain about our partners why because we actually made the choice of that partner so even though it took a long length of time usually it'll be the right choice that we made absolutely not the reason why you guys you dudes don't complain is because you guys don't want to make yourself look like an ass so you basically got what you what you got because you chose it and you know what men even though you guys don't go out there and say that you guys chat a lot to your fr- to your man friend okay. them. Okay. Not to women, but to close man friend, y'all okay. chat like women. Okay. I'm not going to dispute that. Men gossip. Maybe they gossip more than women. It's possible. But let me ask you something. In terms of quality of people, not quantity. So I'm not talking about the number of of um, great women, the number of women out there, the number of men out there. Mm-hmm. In regards to quality, who has more quality choices, a man or a woman? Definitely, I'll say a man. Absolutely. There are more quality women that we could choose from versus you guys in regards to the number of quality men. So if there's more quality women that we could choose from, why, would, why wouldn't we take a while? I'm saying when you get that good quality woman right. in your life, right. what's doing everything for you, and showing you who she is, and there's like nothing wrong with her, why keep on exploring? Why? Because this here, <laughs> what we're in, where we're at, and what we're doing, because this is forever. And 
some people assume that, okay, I could get married or I could get into a serious relationship. And if it doesn't work out, then you know what? It's just on to the next one. With me, I took as long as I needed to take because I only planned on doing this once and I wanted to get it right. At least that's my perspective. With some men, you're absolutely right. They want to procrastinate because they they want to continue to live the single life and they want to continue to be with multiple women. That's probably the reason. I'll be honest with you. But I think for a lot of men, it's once you walk down that aisle and you stand in front of God or whoever you believe in, whether it's a civil ceremony or a religious one, once you say I do, that's for real. That's it. She better be the one. There's no bullshitting. Okay. Okay. I feel you. Now, that being said, if you feel strongly about the person that you're with, trust yourself, trust your instincts, pay attention to the things that they say, but more importantly, pay attention to what they do. Absolutely. And trust yourself as a great parent that you've raised your child in a way that they can judge a person based on their character. And if you've done those things, there's no reason to hesitate to have them meeting your partner. Um, you know, I think it's important to take our kids out of um, the fantasies that they see on TV and the fantasies that they read and show them that in reality, it's not always going to be uh, mommy, daddy, fall in love, get married, have two kids and a dog, the white picket fence, the car and live happily ever after. There are a lot of different scenarios that can work out that can still lead you to the same result, living happily ever after. So you don't have to involve them in the whole dating process. But trust that your kids can figure out who you are, what's happening here. And as long as they know that you're always going to be there for them, to love and support them no matter what, that's all that matters. Absolutely. So... On that note, I hope everybody has a wonderful holiday, a wonderful yes. Christmas. And, you know, gets everything to their heart's desire, spends time with family and friends who you may see often or not often at all, and just get some relaxation and some peace of mind. Be thankful for the gifts that you received. I don't care if it doesn't fit. I don't care if it's an ugly color. You already have it. It's broken. <laughs> um, be grateful that the person took the time um, out of their day to think about you and to get you something just to show you that you're important to them. Um, I think that's what Christmas and the holiday season is supposed to be about. And that's about it. Laugh, joke, play video games watch sports, hang out with the kids, the in-laws, the cousins, and whatever stresses and beefs that you've had in 2016, just like that lady who'll be climbing up the stairs, <laughs> leave it in 2016. Absolutely, guys. You know what? Leave it. Move on to the next. Keep it moving. And for me, because I am a religious person, God bless everybody. Yes, God bless all of you and stay tuned in the new year for exciting upcoming episodes of Oxtail Gravy featuring myself and the TH Plus Size Model. And the song of the day is 
This Christmas. This Christmas featuring Chris Brown. Everyone, thank you for listening. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. You too. Bye. Hang all the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas and as we trim the tree, how much fun it's gonna be together. This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright. Whoa, uh, we're caroling through the uh, night. Whoa, this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me. iTunes and SoundCloud. Thank you for stopping by. I hope you enjoyed your meal.